0: Hi there! Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life saving products to the world. Now let's get started with Robert, Qualio founder and CEO, and our show host.
1: Cherylene Solomon is the founder and inventor of Arise Q2 and the Q2 solution. She has been in the healthcare industry for over 20 years and has a first-hand understanding of the need for a new patient-friendly and caregiver-friendly healthcare product. Having trained as a nurse and with a marketing and sales background, Charlene has brought two other successful patented products from scratch to the market. She also has sold two additional patents in her career. Charlene's broad-based experience includes overseeing many aspects of running a business, from managing over 300 employees to directing all major departments such as sales, marketing, human resources, and business development. As you are probably aware, it is extremely difficult for caregivers to adhere to the Q2 protocol, which is a protocol designed around turning patients every two hours in healthcare settings to prevent pressure ulcers and change things like incontinent pads. And this is difficult because of time and staff limitations. Charlene's Q2 solution not only saved time, but made the caregiver's job much, much easier. We love talking to the courageous people on the front lines of healthcare today, and we were delighted to have Charlene share her experience with us. Let's bring her in. I'm really excited to learn about your background and and your journey because helping demystify the path around building, launching and scaling companies in healthcare, particularly those that save and extend lives is something that I'm a personal advocate for. So thank you for sharing that story as well.
0: I'm so honored to be able to do this because um, thank you for bringing light to this because being a little guy growing into a big guy is hard it's really hard. And people think, oh, I'm just going to start my own business. And I'm just going to do it on my own. And I don't like the way my boss is working. So I'm going to start out and do it myself. And holy smokes, it's hard. So you have to have the passion to follow it all the way through. You know, if you don't have that yeah. passion and if you can't live on top ramen noodles for at least two to three years, you can forget it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, ramen noodles weren't quite the thing in Ireland for when I was starting Kuala, but I think I understand your, your sentiment.
0: <laughs> maybe uh, potatoes, maybe potatoes.
1: <laughs> I'll listen, um, I'll never say no to a good potato in many, in any of its uh, very delicious forms. So before <laughs> we kick into your story and, and that journey, Charlene, can you tell us a little bit about how you're helping like nurses, caregivers and, and patients at a rise Q2?
0: What we have created is with the Q2 is 75 to 80,000 nurses are permanently injured, turning and changing patients. And this is yearly. And wow, I need to help stop that. As a hospice nurse myself, it it, it was just so difficult. You're so exhausted. You're so tired. And I thought there has to be a better way to do this. And so how I wanted to help my peers was to make their job easier. And so that's why I invented the Q2 because the Q2 actually takes the weight of the patient completely off of the nurse. And it it literally takes half the time to turn and change a patient than it does with a regular checks. And so I'm giving them back not only their time, mm. but also their health.
1: Yeah. And maybe for people who don't know, I mean, turning patients uh, people might think, well, why do we have to turn people quite so often? And it's every couple of hours, right? Yes, it's, e- yeah.
0: it's every oh. two hours with a bedbound uh, patient or a patient that just gets out of surgery. They have to be turned every two hours because of the, the skin will pool and the blood will coagulate in a one specific spot and the skin mm-hmm. will break down. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is, is it starts to form a, what's called a pressure ulcer or bed sore. And that starts to form within two hours. So if that body part isn't moved, then that bed sore starts to break down the skin. And what happens is, is because there's not enough nurses to turn the patients, bed sores are just prevalent. And we Mm -hmm. have over 70,000 people a year die of pressure ulcers, because they go sepsis.
1: It's like an epidemic people don't ever really talk about. And what I've learned just it's often the simple things or what appear like simple things. That's where a lot of the the pain is and where, where a lot of improvement can be made, right?
0: Absolutely. And that is part of that's part of the problem is just even talking about it. Mm. You know I call it the dirty little secret in hospitals is the pressure ulcers, yeah. and the second thing is nursing injuries and so if, if you can 't talk about it that 's probably one of the most difficult things in the beginning when I started this six years ago it 's gotten so much better now, so much light is being made now for nurses nursing injuries mm-hmm. and patient pressure ulcers that we 're starting to form actual groups of um, mm of um, nurses that are gathering together going this has to get better it has to get better
1: and how does the q2 solution work i'm, I'm curious because i'm trying to imagine the effort of turning somebody and this is a, a two-person job normally
0: actually most of the time it's a one-person
1: one job, person. Wow. Which is
0: why i invented it. And so a standard chucks is just a flat incontinent pad. It's an absorbent material uh, for incontinence. And a nurse will roll the patient on their side and hold the patient up with one hand and clean with the other. Mm-hmm. Now with my product, I simply put extending supports on both sides, so that when you turn the patient, the support attaches to the bed rail, mm. and then I put in a tearaway center like a paper towel. That it, the center actually tears away, and the weight is completely off of the nurse. And so mm. you're now hands free, um, and you can clean the patient, and there's no weight on the nurse.
1: How did you come up with that? It it sounds, all these things sound easy when it gets explained, but maybe you could tell me a bit about how you came came around that idea.
0: (laughs) Well, as a hospice nurse, you're by yourself. And Mm -hmm. I was a traveling nurse. And so I was dealing with a gentleman who was 95 years old, and he was a pillar in the community. And he had probably 25 to 30 people a day coming to say goodbye to him. He was an FFA uh, president and a dairy farmer, and a very proud man. And he was in renal failure. And so you had to keep him looking very fresh. And it was important to me to give him Mm -hmm. that dignity, you know, and my replacement nurse did not come in. So I was on my second shift, uh, my 12 hour second shift, and my back was on fire. I thought I had ice on my back with an ACE bandage and I thought, Oh my gosh, I can't turn him one more time, but I need to. Mm -hmm. And so I went into my car and I sat down and my sweatshirt got caught in the door and I looked at it and I thought, Huh? So I took my sweatshirt and Mm -hmm. I tucked it under him. And then I took my scissors. I attached the one end of the sweatshirt to the bed rail and I, Cut out the center and it supported him completely. And I, all that weight was off of mm. me. And I thought, I wow. need this. So I went into the procurement office at Sutter and I said, I need this. Can you get this for me? And we looked and there was nothing like it out there. And this is my third patent. I just, mm-hmm. my brain okay. just works like that. So
1: you, yeah.
0: Yeah. So long story short, I did a patent search wasn't out there so I decided this time I'm going to bring it to market myself I had sold my other two patents outright without bringing it to market and having a proven product and this time I wanted to have a proven product and then sell the patent
1: that's that's amazing so from a jumper caught in your sweater's caught on the door to a product it's (laughs) I'm always, I'm always amazed at where people get insights from. And I think the only consistent thing is it's always su- something surprising. And it's always that, that singular moment people oft- often have. So uh, that's phenomenal. How did you go from that moment? Because I would think a lot of people doing like the work you do and all their work in healthcare in, in, in an arena where there are so many barriers oftentimes to bringing your products. We can get to that in a moment. People jerry rig things all the time, but it stays that way. It's like you ask Charlene or Rob or Tina, like they have this thing they do and it never goes beyond that. I mean, how did you go and maybe your experience helped with this, but how did you go from this could be a thing to this is a thing. Now you have a company, right? And it's, you've been around for some years doing this and it's successful. Yes.
0: Um, it was hard. I, I actually thought, well, let me just try this and see if my peers like it. Right. So I decided just to do a prototype, and just to see what my nursing staff thought of it. So I did one made out of cloth. And I did Velcro instead of what it is now, um, which you can see at um, AriseQ2.com. And there's a video that shows the whole experience of how to turn and change it.
1: We can link that on the show notes.
0: Yeah. So my peers were like, they, they just went like this. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. It's so simple. But as it turns out, it's not simple at all, because all of the manufacturing are set up for chucks that are a standard 32 by 36. Their machines are all set up for that. And I have a 72 inch footprint, mine's bigger. And so but the need was so great. And I thought, everybody I showed it to was like, Charlene, you've got to do this, you you just have to do this. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, let me enter a competition and see. Let's let's just see how yep. if this really is a good thing. So I entered a competition, medical competition, and I won first place. And Congrats. there was a doctor and a VA doctor in the room. And he pulled me aside afterwards. And he said, Charlene, he said, my nurses are soldiers. And they're being injured on the front line. And I need to do something to stop this. He said, we put in ceiling lifts. We paid $21 million per facility for these ceiling lifts. And they're, the nurses aren't using them. They're only used 3% of the time. He said, I want this in our hospitals. Mm-hmm. And so that really gave me the encouragement
1: awesome to validation.
0: move forward.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a lot, a lot of things, you either have a gift or things just happen in a certain way, but the reality is often different. Can you tell me about some kind of low points or, or challenges that kind of got in your way? Because I always find that's when some of the greatest learning happens is when we were wrong.
0: The, the hardest part was finding a manufacturer. Yeah, that was the hardest. Yeah. How time. did
1: you go about that?
0: So a lot of phone calls just to see
1: mm-hmm.
0: if anyone was interested in making it. And a lot of people were interested in making it. But then once they saw the product and they saw the center is a cutout piece, mm. they were like, we're not set up for that. that. That doesn't work for us. And you have extending straps. We're not set up for that either. So, and you're a startup and you have no backing. So mm, the answer is no. And it was no, 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 no.
1: That must have been tough.
0: Until I went to a company based out of Ohio, that just did prototyping. And he was retired from Procter and Gamble, and he worked in the Incontinent division. And he said, I showed him the product. And he said, Charlene, there's heroes and zeros. And this is a hero, I'll make it for you. Okay. So he made it.
1: Out of curiosity to, to share with people about the, ten- the tenacity. Uh, first of all, how many people do you think you had to contact to find that one? Yes. And and how long would that would that have taken you?
0: Um, it was about 200.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. I was thinking maybe 100, 200. That's impressive.
0: Yeah. Just, and you know. it, t- it took uh, over two years. Yeah.
1: How did you keep going through that period?
0: I kept working. Yeah. I had to work. And I did it... Before work, um, on my lunch hour, mm-hmm. I did it after work, I worked on the weekends, I worked on, uh, I would work uh, three days on four days off. So on my days off, I worked. Mm-hmm. And then I sold my house, and I used the funds and I quit my job. And I used the funds from my house, and I I went all in.
1: Yeah, you kicked the stool out. You went all in. No safety net.
0: I went all in, and everybody told me I was nuts. They were just like, "Charlene, what what are you doing?" You know, but I believed in it. I just Mm -hmm. believed in it so much because I had not gotten a no yet right? I started getting prototypes that were disposable, because I wanted it to be disposable. I wanted it to be a tearaway center, like a paper towel. And I got to that point. And when I got to that point, and I started testing it on patients, and the nurses started seeing it, and the doctors started seeing it, they were just like, when, when can we get this? So then it took a long time to get the backing, I had to get investors. And so I went to friends and family and um, my brother just, he put his neck on the line for me and he asked his very wealthy friends and they each put in a hundred thousand. There was three. And so that added to my hundred thousand. So I had 400,000 to work with and that's about what it costs to bring it to market.
1: Wow. And after that, were, were you able to, I think you have a background in sales and marketing. Was that enough then to start generating revenue and start getting return?
0: Yes. And we just, we landed a very large contract with Dignity Health,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: just merged with Common Spirit. Mm-hmm. And now they're the second largest Healthcare facility in the United States, <clears throat> so we're doing well, and um, we just landed a contract with the VA, so we're doing we're doing well. <clears throat> we have another test coming up with Kaiser Permanente, a trial with wow. Kaiser Permanente. Yeah. yeah, our manufacturer is Standard Fiber mm-hmm. Textiles, and they are incredible to me. They're mm-hmm. a gift. I- I'm not kidding. They have, they so believe in this product mm-hmm. that they gave me a credit line. You know, wow. I mean, that was a gift. Yeah.
1: That was at the beginning or that was early?
0: It was early on.
1: Well, that, that's and, impressive because um, they can be incredibly difficult to get. I, I know I've heard a lot of stories.
0: Yeah. yeah. And especially during this pandemic, people finally saw that nurses. Really are frontline workers, and they are the heroes that help people every single day. And Mm. I went to them, and honestly, I just asked them to help me. Mm. I need help, and I got it.
1: That's incredibly inspiring. Uh, Charlene, uh, appreciate you sharing that. I want to go back to something you said here at the beginning. I think this was when the the moment happened where you got the idea before you went out to your car and had some some self thinking time to try and uh, solve your challenges. You had to cover another shift, and I know looking at the past year we've had with COVID being as impactful as it is during the current pandemic, there's a lot of shifts that need to be covered by other people. And I'm curious as to just with, with that in mind, how has how has the Q2 solution being valuable or used throughout the past year?
0: Yes, with the Q2, instead of needing two nurses to hold the patient, mm-hmm. uh, you can use one, and because it takes half the time, uh, the nurses aren't so exhausted. And so that we were just approved through Dignity in Infection Control for COVID, and so that was another gift. Uh, that I wasn't expecting. And so it's kind of like just an added bonus that happened that we were approved for that. Timing is really important. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't give up, that was really important. It's everything. There was times when I had no money, like nothing. I, I, I mean, I'm talking like, I thought, how am I going to pay my pg e bill? do I pay my pg e bill or do I go to the grocery store? Right? So you pay your pg and bill <laughs> <laughs> and you find a can of soup somewhere.
1: <laughs> or some noodles.
0: <laughs> find those noodles.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lesson learned from me just listening to your story is I think, I think tenacity is something that people forget about or that, I guess intelligently persisting is the way I, I often talk about this is when the data supports, you should stop. That's the time to stop, but not stopping just because it's hard. So uh, just a ton of respect for you for persevering during those times and getting out to the other other Thank side.
0: You. Thank um, you. I'm if, curious. I was just thinking that what kept me moving forward, honestly, was that I wasn't doing it for myself, just mm-hmm. for myself. There was nurses out there that I completely respect that I knew had been injured. And I just thought, I don't want this to keep happening. So I had a mission to accomplish. And so that, that kept me moving forward too.
1: Yeah. And I'm curious if you look back on the lessons learned over the journeys so far, Besides the you know, persistence, having a mission vision that's larger than it yourself, which you clearly had to keep you going through those challenges. Any other key lessons learned you, you want to share with listeners today for them if they're embarking on a journey similar to yours right now?
0: I think you have to just be really flexible. And mm-hmm. I think you mm-hmm. can't let one thing just blow you out of the water, you know, mm-hmm. because you take so many different hits all all at once sometimes, take a deep breath, stop and take a deep breath, you know, walk outside. There's times when I'd get so mad about, about something that I would go outside and just throw firewood around, right? <laughs> <Because Yeah. laughs> there's no one else to take it out on. And your team changes when you start off with, your nuclear team and you start growing and positions start changing and people start changing, you have to be flexible, you know, and you have to listen. And sometimes you just want to say, can you just do it? Please just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Instead you have to listen and you go, "Uh uh-huh. I understand. Okay. I understand. (laughs) So,
1: well, This has been incredibly interesting for me to listen, and I'm inspired by your, your story, Charlene. I appreciate you sharing that today. Is there anything you'd like to kind of add to have us put it add to the show notes or anything like that, or anything you'd like to share with the people about what you're doing at Arise Q two before we finish up?
0: Well, I would just like um, everyone to know that with the arise Q two, we are helping to solve the pressure ulcer problem in the world. And so please take a look at our program, please take a look at our, our video, and please pass the message forward, you know, to nurses and to doctors and hospitals, how this could really help solve a problem. And it's a massive problem. It's a mm-hmm. hospital spend a quarter of a trillion dollars a year on nursing injuries and pressure ulcers. Wow.
1: That's a big problem. And I'm I'm thankful. I'm sure everybody else that you're working to solve that. So thank you very much for for joining today. I'm definitely definitely leaving this just chat inspired. So thank you for that. Stay safe and uh, looking forward to keeping in touch, Charlene. Thank you so so
0: much. much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.